you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. That's right, and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. I am your host, Amy Johnson, uh, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. I'm joined each and every week by my fabulous co-host, Rick Stevens. But Rick, today is a special day, because not only is it that we're here for The Press Zone, Mm -hmm. this is The Press Zone Montreal. That's right. Today's episode, and we're actually going to have some exciting news about this towards the end of the end of the show, but today's episode is all about the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket, uh, completely focused for Habs fans. It's going to be pretty exciting. Tailored specifically for fans of the Montreal Canadiens. That's right. It's pretty exciting. It is. But we'll have more on that in the, th- in the third segment. But uh, with all that said, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a good fantasy week against uh, my co-host, Joseph Whalen. Congratulations. Thank you. It's excellent. Which which also indirectly helps you because you being in the same division as as he is, That's of course. Right. And, and being, um, should I say bitter rivals or just... Um, Enthusiastic rivals. Enthusiastic <laughs> rivals, I think, is is the right term there. Um, yeah, and I uh, I was uh, pitted against our colleague Mike Rashel this week. Oh, so close. Just lost by one point. So it was a pretty tough little grudge match throughout the week. So we're getting there. My teams, as I said uh, on our team chat, um, I'm about to unleash my team for the second half of the season. So my division better watch out. Well, it was kind of modest the way you said that because Mike <laughs> is the top. He, he's he's in first place overall. And, and, uh, and your I'm performance <laughs> against him has brought him closer, brought him back within the, the rest of us. So That's right. Well, fantasy hockey pushes forward. And, you know, it is that time of year again. Uh, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot at up to $100,000 in total prizes. And all you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. First, download the DraftKings app, head to their free uh, free-to-play pools page and enter DraftKings' free $100,000 tournament seating pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you will think who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most correct uh, answers, you win. The bank is wide open. <laughs> Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend, taking place in Florida, where DraftKings will have even more money up for grabs. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. 
Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of $100,000 in total prizes with DraftKings Tournament Seating Pool. That's draft code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, so, Rick, you know, it's... Um, it is an exciting day here. So so long-time listeners or even new listeners of the podcast will see a little change in the structure today. Uh, our first segment, totally focused on the Montreal Canadiens. Our second segment will be totally focused on the Laval Rocket, uh, the AHL affiliate of the Habs. And then in the third segment, we just take a quick trip around the AHL and uh, give you some league-wide news before our feel-good finale today, which is, uh, I've just titled it, We're Growing. And... Um, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. All right. <laughs> so let's kick things off uh, by talking about those Habs. Uh, Rick, it was uh, it's it's the week of late nights for Habs fans in, on the East Coast, <laughs> as uh, as we all experienced last night with a ten o'clock puck drop. Uh, it gets worse later this week with the eleven, 11. yes, the mm. eleven p.m. Eastern time puck drop, but. Um, you know, it's been a uh, it's been another kind of whirlwind media frenzy week for the Canadians since we last convened last Tuesday when all the, you know last week we talked about oh coaching shakeup and Alex Burroughs gets called up and Dominic Ducharme gets a gets a promotion and then the Habs went out won a game against Ottawa. Carey Pl- Price played well that night. Um, met with the media afterwards and then uh, about 10 minutes after the media availability we all got notified that um Stefan Waite had been canned mid game well it was <laughs> it was a gut feeling as Mark Bergevin explained uh, he had a gut feeling have to go with your gut and uh midway through that game uh, against Ottawa he walked over to the suite where Stefan Waite uh watches the game from and said, uh, do you mind just going and packing your things and <laughs> heading out of here? So, so nice. Um, it was shocking for, for uh, Stefan Waite, shocking for Carey Price, uh, who found out, uh, not after the game, um, as he was looking around for Stefan Waite, but he had a media availability to That's do, right. and he didn't find out until after that. Um, so it, it was, um, yeah, it was something apparently... Uh, Bergevin has been thinking about, uh, didn't pull the trigger when he fired Julian and, uh, and Kirk Muller, but he waited a week and then, uh, tossed Stefan Wade overboard. Um, and, and everybody was, <laughs> was, uh, it was a bit chaotic, uh, afterwards. Oh my, well, and, and you know, my joke on Twitter was just a gif of, just throwing a stack of papers in in the ocean. Every beat writer that night was like, "Well, guess my game recap just went in the trash because uh, I guess we've got a new focus tonight." Um, that's you know the thing that I find weird. Okay, fine. There was the whole waited till second intermission. He said he wanted to wait till till Stefan wait came down from what he called his quote unquote perch from up above where he watches the game and until he came down in the third period. So so fine, but. Why not just do it all at the same time when you can't close Julian? Like, did a week really make a difference? Or was it more that they needed to hash out whether or not Sean Burke, his replacement, was going to come on board or not? Well, all those details, I mean, all of that's possible and all of it could have been going on. Um, 
but uh, it, it was a little unsavory with with uh, tasking um, Stefan Waite uh, to uh, to make some changes. Um, apparently, when when uh, Bergevin made that decision to to can Julian and and Mueller, uh, he had a a, a conversation with Waite and uh, and and told him what needed to be done. And uh, Waite did, um, and they were having some uh, good sessions, both he and Kerry, um, and and making some progress. And and uh, and really, th- this is less about Price and more about the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Price's focus on on uh, members of his team um, that overthinking didn't have anything to do with Price's um, Price's own thought process, other than. Um, you know, you can't do anything about the terrible <laughs> defense in front of you. Uh, let Dom Ducharme worry about that, and uh, and you worry about uh, the goaltending, uh, which is essentially what what has happened. And and with the uh, improvements in their own zone, um, Carey Price has been able to focus on goaltending, and it's been great the last three games. Absolutely, you know, it's, it was interesting. Stefan Waite did a, a little bit of a, a media tour in Montreal in the few days following his firing, and you know, little nuggets came out in terms of, you know, Rick, you've been saying even from the Habs' successful start right out of the gate at the beginning of the season, you had your doubts about the. Um, endurance level of the the Canadians defense and have long been saying this entire season at some point the defense is going to get exposed and and essentially that had been what had happened over the last few weeks of course Carrie Bright Carrie Price took the brunt of that blame where you heard Stefan Waite basically come out and back up your analysis and say you know Carrie can only do so much when the defense in front of him is not playing effectively yeah i i said that Kerry can't trust his defense and that was um, um stefan wait came out and used exactly those words um and and it's you know in the beginning in january the canadians were outscoring their poor defense um but scoring dried up and and uh the defensive problems remained um and and I'm part of this. Part of it is that that players are playing above where they should be slotted in the lineup. Mark Bergevin again uh, failed uh, failed to acquire a, a first pairing left defenseman, and everybody's playing a little bit um, more than they should, or more responsibility than they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 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 task for Dom Ducharme is to to uh, uh, establish a system that compensates for that, and uh, and certainly it wasn't there in the the beginning of the year. They're making uh, small steps towards making that happen. The other interesting nugget that came out from Stefan Waite um, is confirmation that Carey Price is playing at not one hundred percent health. Uh, there mu- there's must be some minor injury that's nagging him a bit, um, so something to keep an eye on. Um, moving forward as well. So, and the other little nugget was that, um, uh, Stefan Waite saying that the reduction in workload, the change in workload for Carey Price from what he's had his entire career, uh, to a more, uh, shared workload with Jake Allen, uh, they knew was going to be a problem from the outset. 
they mm-hmm. planned that there was going to be um, a, a huge adjustment for for carry, which there has been, uh, because you can't get as as Stefan Waite said. Uh, number one goalies need to play. They need that to to get their timing, to get the feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't been able to do that because he puts together a great game, and then he has Many to sense. yeah. Um, so it's it's been a tough adjustment that way. Uh, they think it's going to be better in the long run, partly because of the schedule, partly because of what you mentioned this um, this minor injury situation. We'll see how it works out going forward. Um, you know, everyone wants to bash on Carey Price and and lift up Jake Allen. Let's just all remember that Jake Allen has lost his last four starts. Uh, Carey Price had won his last couple and was working on a shutout last night before the Habs hung him out to dry and um, allowed a goal in under uh, the last minute of the game and then lost the game in the shootout. So, um you know, it's it's not a it's there's there's not a magic wand and one simple solution when it comes to the goaltending. Uh, and so, Rick Stefan Waite exits. Sean Burke is now named the new director of goaltending, which Bergevin has said means that he will take over Stefan Waite's duties um, as the day to day goaltending coach once he completes his quarantine. But but having that title of director of goaltending kind of opens up. Um, some room for for restructuring in the front office, correct? Because it looks like Sean Burke has been up for GM positions elsewhere in the league, um, and it looks like uh, Sean Burke will be at the management level with the Scott Mellonbees and Trevor Timmons and and Marty LaPointe's. Um, And so he's going to be offering... um, uh, advice to um, in in advisory capacity to Mark Bergevin, um, so maybe he's not going going forward um, you know, next season as they build out this goaltending department. Uh, maybe he won't always be on the ice with uh, with goaltenders. Maybe he'll have kind of a different role. Uh, we'll have to see how that all evolves over the course of of the off season. So in the interim, uh, the Habs need a goaltending coach. And so that means that, you know, last week we saw Alex Burroughs get the the promotion to uh, to the NHL bench from Laval. And uh, this week we now see uh, Laval Rocket goaltending and video coach Marco Marciano get a temporary promotion uh, and is covering the goaltending coach uh, position coach duties for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, for now. Um, and we'll get to what that means for the Laval Rocket in the next segment. Right now, though, you know, it, it's funny, you know, <laughs> it's funny in a sad kind of funny way, Rick, you know, because for us, you know, this stuff, this stuff, I don't know how to say this without it not sounding like it's humble brag, but this stuff is kind of second nature to us. We're like, oh, okay. Marco moves up. That's great. You know, Marco's great at what he does. And and for the rest of Montreal and even, even reporters in Laval, um, who all of whom in the greater Montreal area didn't choose to pay attention to the AHL affiliate or the people who were coaching it and running it uh, until it was literally in their backyards 10 minutes away. Some people didn't realize how long Mar- Marco had been with the organization. Some people didn't realize that Marco has always been the goaltending slash video coach for the Montreal Canadiens AHL affiliate. And this goes back years. 
Um, so let's just uh, very briefly here. We don't want to stay on this for too long. But but Marco Marciano is a very accomplished uh, goaltender. In fact, we have a if you go to allhabs.net um, and just search for Marco Marciano. I did a feature story on Marco uh, uh, in, back in 2016 and his innovative uh, business that he has on the side, both as a, a running goaltending schools and a and a goaltending uh, practice product that he's created called Blocker Sleeve. Um, but Marco is a great goaltending coach. He's got a lot of experience as a video coach as well. And and this seems to be right now for an interim basis until Sean Burke arrives seems to be a good fit. It does. And uh, as you said, Marco has a lot of experience and uh, uh, as both a goaltending and video coach, um, we know we, you know, particularly on the road, um, Mark was one of the busiest guys after the yeah, game is. is over, uh, because he's got to take down his entire, uh, uh video, video setup, uh, setup yeah. and you see him climbing the ladders and, and, uh, ca- and collecting cabling and, and, yeah. um, and he always had a time, uh, with cables in his arms and, and, uh, equipment to stop and say hello and talk to us and, Absolutely. and tremendous guy. Uh, and and run a business on the side, mm-hmm. and and some some people this week just found out that he had a connection uh, with Joel Bouchard with the the Montreal Juniors, uh, but that isn't how he got into the Canadians organization at all. Oh. Um, his uh, if you want to look for a connection, that connection would be uh, Vincent Riando, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was Riando who mentored um, uh, Marco Marciano, and and that goes back to the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, where uh, Marco, uh, where where uh, Vincent was the the goaltending coach, and he brought on Marco Marciano as his assistant goaltending coach and he got into uh video coaching uh into the video aspect of coaching with the screaming eagles um and then um he went on to drummondville and uh uh uh, riondo went off to germany to coach and and uh marco eventually ended up with the the montreal juniors um after a stint with uh, hockey canada mm-hmm. um and then it was uh when uh vincent riondo um as uh, a goaltending coach to start in hamilton um and then he eventually became the assistant general manager but as a goaltending coach he brought in his his old friend uh marco marciano to hamilton uh, as the video coach, um, uh, Riondo was the goaltending coach, um, uh, Marco, the video coach, um, and then uh, his role evolved into this dual role uh, in Hamilton, in St. John's, uh, and then four years in Laval. So Marco Marciano is very well acquainted with the organization. Marco Marciano is very well acquainted with the goaltending depth in the organization and you know his his duties go far beyond what you see on the surface he he has he has definitely earned this call up um and we'll talk about it a little more in the next segment but we'll see if if he doesn't stick around for maybe a little longer than this two-week quarantine that sean burke has to go through go through um but he certainly would be a good fit. And you've heard Carey Price even talk about uh, that he loves how energetic Marciano is, uh, talks constantly, 
uh, he's he's he, as Carrie Price put it, um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun couple of weeks with him. Um, so it's uh, it's an exciting time for for the goaltenders and for Marco Marciano. We want to say congratulations to him, of course, um, and uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Last thing in this segment before we wrap up. Um, We, this week, Rick and I had an exclusive interview with Flyers prospect uh, forward Isaac Ratcliffe, uh, who, um, and it's it's a fantastic interview. There is actually a a separate episode of the Press Zone podcast um, that's going to be coming out today as well that features the full interview with Isaac Ratcliffe. But we have for you a clip because Habs fans are going to want to hear. If you aren't familiar, Isaac Ratcliffe uh, played on a line with Nick Suzuki when they played in junior for the Guelph Storm. Uh, and so uh, Rick was sure in our interview to ask Isaac, uh, tell us a little bit about your old friend Nick Suzuki. And uh, here is what he's had to say about the Canadians' young prospect. The, the two of you are old hockey friends. Um and kind of tied together, uh, uh, growing up nearby, uh, playing uh, 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 minor hockey together, reunited uh, with Guelph. Um, so, what what uh, what can you tell us about uh, your relationship with Nick Suzuki? Yeah, well, like you said, we we kind of grew up together. I remember, I mean, the first time we met, it would have been we were probably seven, seven, eight years old, maybe, and at a hockey rink, of course, and um, going on together. But even back then, it's insane because it's you could see that same skill level then when we were seven years old to now. It's it's weird to say, but um, the same things that he was doing in minor hockey, the same puck protection, the same skill set that he was showing back then is what he's doing now. And the fact that he makes it look so easy is something so spectacular too. And He's doing it against the best players in the world now, which is it's so awesome to see. And he's had all this success and it's it's definitely not a mistake. I mean, he's earned it all himself. And um, I mean, growing up, he was never a flashy guy or anything like that or a guy that was going to not necessarily stand out in, in, in front, but a guy that was going to make you notice him. He was a guy that was going to go out there and he was going to do exactly what he needed to do every night. And I mean, that's exactly what you want on your team. And um, yeah, Montreal is definitely really lucky to have him. And um, I think honestly, in the next couple of years, he's going to be one of the best players in the world. And that's not going to surprise very many people, I don't think. They had a tremendous, tremendous feedback from Isaac Ratcliffe on Nick Suzuki. Uh, they've been practically lifelong friends. Uh, and and I will remind folks, if you want to hear the, the we had a, a long 20 minute interview with Isaac Ratcliffe. So if you want to hear that full interview, um, be sure to check out the uh, the Press Zone Philadelphia podcast that's also coming out today, which which features that. But Rick, Isaac Ratcliffe and Nick Suzuki were were like a dynamic duo with the Guelph Storm, weren't they? For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, the trade was made uh, from Owen Sound moving Suzuki to Guelph. Uh, and the, uh, the there was some excitement because, yeah, they were a force, absolute force uh, for Guelph. And uh, Radcliffe with his, his size and presence and uh, Suzuki with his uh, skill, 
um, and playmaking ability. And and you heard uh, Radcliffe mention, you know, m- maybe he wasn't always seen as a as a as a front runner, as an elite player, but it was that determination uh, of Suzuki that's uh, that's driven him and got him where he is today. Tremendous, uh, tremendous feedback. It was a great interview. We do encourage you to go listen to the full thing on the the Press Zone Philadelphia uh, podcast uh, over at thepresszone.com. Uh, Isaac Ratcliffe for for being, you know, he's the same age as Nick Suzuki, but he, uh, you know, he's very down to earth. He's very humble, but he's very uh, knowledgeable about what it takes to make it to the NHL, and he's very determined to do that with the Flyers organization. So uh, it, it was a great interview, and and. Great question by you to ask him about uh, his old friend, Nick Suzuki. Uh, On that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the Laval Rocket uh, because they have some new uh, faces coming into the fold on the coaching staff, albeit on a temporary basis. Uh, But there's also some new names on the roster as well. And they just kicked off their first road trip of the season. So we'll talk about how that is going right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone Montreal here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Pod Network, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. You can find them at Hockey Pod Net on Twitter. You can find us at the Press Zone on Twitter. And of course, be sure you're following um, at the AHL Report, where you can find all of our game recaps uh, for the Laval Rocket, as well as uh, a, a Rocket Notepad by my colleague Chris G, uh, and all sorts of additional content and features uh, there at the AHL Report. So in this segment, we'll talk about the Canadians' AHL affiliate, the Laval Rocket. You know, we we broke down in the first segment, Rick, uh, Stefan Waite out the door, Sean Burke is on his way in the door for now. 
Marco Marciano is holding open the door, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and the revolving continues even at the AHL level. You know, when when this was first announced um, and and the next morning, Joel Bouchard had his his daily media availability. Uh, I said to him, OK, so now you're you're down Alex Burroughs. And we've talked about that. You're not planning to replace him this year because um, you and Daniel Jacobs can can handle it. But now you're also down a goaltending and video coach, um, at least for a little while. And and his initial response was, it's okay, it's fine, we're going to take care of it. Well, that then quickly changed the following day when they said, well, when Joel Bouchard said, well, actually, you're going to hear an announcement by the end of the week um, of someone who's coming in on an interim basis. And Rick, that person is Maxime Viancourt. Uh, he is a 32-year-old uh will come in on an in, as a temporary basis to fill in for Marco um, as the goaltending and video coach. Uh, a big part of that is, is the rocket is on the road a lot this, this um, month. Um, so Joel Bouchard will be without an additional person behind the bench this week on the road. Uh, but Viancourt uh, should be available to join them uh, when they get back home next week. But uh, it's a name that's familiar to Joel Bouchard for sure. So another week or so of Caden uh, Primo and Michael McNiven pointing out each other's deficiencies, <laughs> which they seem to be enjoying a lot. Um, oh yeah, you're really, you're really bad at that. <laughs> you should really work on that more. No, I'm so I'm kidding. <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, coming in uh, is uh, and and uh, Joel Bouchard. I, I I I said it's going to be someone he is comfortable working with, someone he knows, uh, someone he's been connected to, and he talked about this person as uh, kind of a member of the family, the hockey family, Maxime Viancourt, uh, who he's known um, uh, for a dozen years. Um, or thereabouts, eight to ten years, uh, with uh, the Armada, uh, who was the goaltending coach in the queue of uh, of the Armada. So um, he makes the the move. Um, however, temporarily that's going to be, we don't know. Um, well, that's just it, right? If Marco stays longer in Montreal than two weeks, then Maxime will stay longer with Laval. I would imagine. We'll see, and uh, and in any event. Um, you know, can can the duties of, of goaltending and video be split so that uh, they'll get an extra guy on the bench? Um, because while the video is being collected, that's being done in a, in a back room, and mm-hmm. that leaves just uh, the, the uh, Bouchard and, and Daniel Jacob on the bench. So uh, we'll see how this all plays out, but it's being done with players that everybody knows. Um, yeah. And is comfortable with, <laughs> and, and we'll see if you know. Who knows? Is is um, Alex Belzeal in street co- clothes going to st- go behind the bench? Um, it's 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 um, um, Bouchard seemed to hint that uh, that there might be some of that going on. Um, Said he would lean on some of his players. Yeah. Now whether that's in in practice or whether it's going to happen during games. Um, I, I think it's pretty fluid right now. Absolutely. So uh, Maxime Viancourt will join the team next week. Um, so for now, on the road, they're on their own. Uh, just Joel Bouchard, Dan Jacob. Um, Francis Bouillon did not go uh, no. on the trip. No, so there's no Frankie Boo on the trip, um, which means... Now, now Bouchard did say that the goaltenders for Laval 
are in constant contact with Marco and and that Maxine and Marco, uh, Sean Burke having some input as well, and and Maxime is now going to be looped into those conversations as well. There's Zoom calls happening and Zoom meetings and and those types of things. So they are all in all of the goaltending coaches are in touch with the Laval goaltenders all the time, pretty much uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, so it's, it's not like they're just hanging them out to dry. It's just that there's not someone that physically with them right now uh, with that position coach uh, being handled, but it is being handled kind of virtually. Uh, there are also some new names on the roster and, uh, chalk it up to this this odd COVID-19 year and the challenges of, of travel right now, particularly across the Canadian-U.S. border. Um, and the Laval Rocket have uh, accepted a loan of a defenseman from the Vancouver Canucks by the name of Guillaume Brisbois. Um, it seems to me, Rick, I believe uh, Guillaume Brisbois has been on Vancouver's taxi squad all of this year, and it sounds to me like this might be a conditioning stint, and it was easier to send him to a Canadian AHL team rather than having to go through the quarantine for two weeks to send him to Utica, which would mean crossing uh, the Canadian-U.S. border. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, this is a defenseman who uh, has three years at the AHL level with Utica. Um, and, uh, so if, if, um, uh, and, and there's, you know, some, um, openings, let's say at, uh, at the NHL level. Uh, so to get him some experience, if he is called on, uh, or, or, or game, game shape, um, get him back into that. Uh, he's sent to, uh, Lavelle and, and, um, and that's fine. I mean, Lavelle is, uh, technically down three defensemen from mm-hmm. the, the beginning of the season with with Gouley and Fairbrother going back to the WHL and Xavier Ouellette uh, being called up to the taxi squad for Montreal for their uh, road trip. Along with forward Laurent Dauphin. So that's, uh, and Jill Bouchard said that he's with the Canadians travel and all of Laval's travel uh, this month, that it's, it's likely he might not see much of, of the captain uh, and, and possibly Dauphin as well. So yes, uh, Believe it or not, with the glut of players that Joel Bouchard has on Laval's roster, um, to go on road to go out on the road, particularly as much as they are this month, they are actually a little light on defensemen. So this loan of Guillaume Brisbane makes sense, and even to go beyond that, they've signed two defensemen to tryout contracts. First, uh, uh, first of all, is uh, Terence Amorosa signed to a PTO. Uh, he is a uh, he's 26 from Kirkland, Quebec. Uh, he is a six foot two, 205 pound defenseman, left left shooting defenseman um, who spent most of his time in the NCAA at Clarkson, but has played uh, the past two seasons in the ECHL for the Tulsa Oilers and the Kansas City Mavericks. So he gets signed to a PTO. A former Flyers draft pick. That's uh, right. Pick fifth round in 2013. And then on an ATO, an amateur tryout, they uh, signed uh, Tristan Pomerleau to an ATO. He's a 24-year-old 
defenseman, again, uh, shoots left, 5'11", 201 pounds. Um, he has spent a lot of time in the queue playing for the Victoriaville Tigers. Uh, he was actually the captain of that team for three years uh, and then went on to play for the University of New Brunswick in, in U Sports. So he uh, comes in on an amateur tryout. Uh, and so, again, these are guys that are basically extra bodies in case injuries happen, whether it's the Canadians or or uh, or the Laval Rocket, but they needed to have some extra bodies for the blue line um, in just just to be safe. Uh, so, yes, the, the Laval Rocket have finally, after all this time, are on the road for the first time this season, and they kicked off their road trip with their first away game of the season last night against the Belleville Senators, except that it wasn't at CAA Arena in Belleville. Uh, in fact, <laughs> when, I t- when I turned the game on last night and the players are coming out on the ice, I, I said out loud, wow, CAA Arena looks really Oh, right. They're playing in Ottawa. <laughs> They're playing at the NHL rink of the Ottawa Senators as well. They're playing at the Canadian Tire Center. So, uh, Not look, that we don't like the CAA arena. CAA arena is, <laughs> is, is actually is a really quaint. great rink. Uh, yeah. But you could just... They're coming out on the ice. I was like... Wow, did they do some major upgrades to the <laughs> CAA? No, they didn't. It's an NHL rink. Um, so they had their first uh, road trip, uh, road game last night. Caden Primo was in net, playing against the Belleville Senators, who going into last night's game, uh, worst team in the division in the in the Canadian division. They were one and six on the season, and uh, of course, this is just how it's going to go down, right? Uh, Belleville beat. Laval three to nothing shut them out. Uh, our our Chris G even asked Joel Bouchard after the game, "When did you know it was going to be one of those nights?" And Joel Bouchard put his head in his hands and said, "After a minute." <laughs> All right. So apparently, he said, "You know, we whiffed on the, a couple of the first shots." He just said it. Just he gave a lot of reasons. Uh, I, I welcome you to go listen to uh, go to Chris's recap on uh, ahlreport.com and listen to the full post game audio from Joel Bouchard gave some reasons you know there was not to their credit Belleville has been playing this was the first game that Laval had played in nine days they had a very long layoff they practiced a lot in that time but it's a lot it's a long stretch to go between game action uh he they traveled yesterday morning uh so that was a different kind of day for them to to make the two-hour bus trip from Montreal uh, that morning and play in the evening. Um, but no excuses. They have to be able to make these adjustments. Um, so I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Laval, Rick, has, has had a pretty... I don't want to say easy start to the season because it hasn't been easy, but they've they've performed very well at home uh, all this season in their first eight games. Uh, home at the Bell Center, sleeping in their own beds every night, stuck to a routine, those kinds of things. And I think going on the first road trip uh, is is going to be a bit of a shakeup and a little bit of a wake up call. Um, they lost to Belleville last night. They play Belleville again on, uh, on Wednesday and they wrap up this first road trip on Friday night in Toronto to play the Marlies. And I think, I I think it'll be a little bit of a test this week. I think it's, uh, you know, they were just out of sorts being on the road for the first time. As you said, they got used to 
being at home uh, and the routine of that and uh, kind of forgot what it's all about uh, to get on the road, to get in a bus, to, to travel, to play the same day. Of course, that's not, that's not odd uh, in the AHL, but it, it, uh, it hasn't been their, uh, their routine for quite some time. And, and um, as I said, it's just the oddities of this uh, particular schedule. You look at the Manitoba Moose, who I believe are now home for 17 games, I think uh, so, yeah. 50 some odd days uh, that, that they're at home. And, and so they've got the other uh, extreme, right? And, uh, but it, it's, it's, it's uh, during the pandemic, this odd schedule, uh, the kind of realities that, that the players must adjust to. They must. Uh, and we will see how it goes. Again, Laval plays in Belleville on Wednesday, in Toronto on Friday. Be sure you're following at the AHL Report on Twitter. We'll have live tweets of all the game action on both of those nights. And then be sure you uh, check out AHLReport.com afterwards for full game recaps, including uh, post-game audio with Joel Bouchard and select players after each game. Uh, even though they are on the road, they are still making uh, the coach available to the media via Zoom, uh, which is which is tremendous uh, for us to be able to continue uh, to bring you the kind of in-depth coverage that you've come to rely on for the Laval Rocket uh, here at the AHL Report. We are going to take one last quick break. When we come back, we're going to go around the AHL and give you some news from the league for this week and... We're going to give you a feel-good finale that's kind of feel-good for us and talk to you a little bit about some changes here at the Press Zone that we think are pretty exciting. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com the Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And in this segment, we go around the AHL and just give you a little bit of a peek inside things that are happening around the American Hockey League. And of course, uh, we like to kick this segment off with the CCM AHL Player of the Week, uh, selected uh, by the American Hockey League for the week ending March 7th. Uh, and this week, it is Bakersfield Condors forward Cooper Morody, uh, who in three games last week, notched five goals and three assists, uh, moving to the top of the AHL scoring leaderboard. Um, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> eight points in three games. I, I, I'd, I'd call that a good week. I think so. And, uh, Bakersfield, of course, is a uh, affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, but uh, Cooper was originally selected by the Philadelphia Flyers in the sixth round of the 2015 NHL entry draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a Flyers prospect at one time. So I asked myself the question: How did he get from Philadelphia to Edmonton? Oh, here organization? we go. The odd thing. <laughs> Okay, nobody else is curious about this but, but me. But the odd thing is that um, Cooper Marodi going from Philadelphia to Edmonton involves Patrick Maroon and P.K. Subban. Whoa. Okay, the, now, well, now you have now, to explain. Now you're interested? So, um, all right. New Jersey sent uh, a third-round pick in 2019 to Edmonton for Patrick Maroon. Okay. Um, then Edmonton took that pick, that third round pick in 2019, and sent it to Philadelphia for Cooper Marody. Okay. But the rest of the, the story is that um, Philadelphia then sent a second and a third round pick to Nashville to move up in the draft right to the second round that second round pick that they got from nashville was actually new jersey's okay and that was the pick uh that went to nashville as as part of the pk suban trade i see when he went from new jersey to nashville and the flyers moving up um, from they had the 45th pick in the second round and they wanted to move up in the draft uh, to the 34th pick. And they used that 34th pick that they got to trade or, or to select Bobby Brink. Oh. So, yes, the Cooper Marodi trade, taking him to, to Edmonton um, in a roundabout way is how the Flyers were able to move up in the draft to select Bobby Brink. Wow. In 2019. And there you have trades with Rick. <laughs> it's always an adventure, almost as mu- as much of an adventure as now? our old segment, Where Are They Now? Which yeah. we'll, we'll resurrect that at some point. Um, but congratulations to Cooper Marodi, CCM AHL Player of the Week. Um, you know, he was an AHL All-Star his rookie his rookie year, 2018 and 19. Um, and in his 101 career AHL contests with Bakersfield, he's got 33 goals and 64 assists. So uh, pretty good start for his pro career. And uh, congratulations to Cooper Marodi. 
So let's quickly just talk about standings, take a quick look here to see how things are shaking out right now. Uh, in the Atlantic Division, the Providence Bruins have a pretty uh, staunch hold on, on leading that division with 15 points. Uh, Hartford and Bridgeport have six points and four points respectively, so it's going to take a lot of work for those two to catch up to Providence. Uh, the North Division, which is... Uh, a very large division. Uh, Hershey is sitting at the top of that with Lehigh Valley nipping right on their heels uh, and followed up by Utica in third. The Canadian division, um, now there's some up to five games disparity in how many games have been played by the Canadian teams, but right now with just eight games played, Stockton is currently winning uh, with Laval right behind them. Um, having played nine games, um, Toronto and Manitoba have played 12 and 13 games respectively. So as, as Stockton, Laval and Belleville start to get more games in, those numbers are going to probably fluctuate. Uh, and then Rick, the, uh, is there really any surprise at how the central division is shaping up at the top? <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no, the Chicago wolves still sitting up there with just, uh, their eight, two, Oh, and one in the, on the season, but, uh, the Texas stars, Nikita Sherbach's playing for the Texas Stars, uh, right behind them in second place. And in the Pacific Division, my goodness, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights are 10 and 1 on the season. And 909 they, winning percentage. Yeah. They're just scorching the rest of their division. They are. They have a firm grasp on the lead in the Pacific Division. So uh it's uh it's it's looking pretty interesting right now for if you look at if you look at the lead over uh, the league overall Henderson Chicago Providence Stockton Hershey round out your top 5 for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms they are sitting at 7th in the league uh Laval is sitting 13th in the league uh right now so we'll see uh, March is very busy for all of these teams and I imagine the standings are going to shift quite a bit uh even by next week when we reconvene and hopefully we'll know something about the playoffs at, Maybe. Some, at some point. Maybe. Uh, we know what we do know is a starting date for next season. Yeah, I think that's weird. It is weird. It's, uh, but th th it's been announced uh, that if everything goes as planned, the AHL opening night for the 2021-22 season will be the 15th of October. Okay. I think if anything, if I've learned anything from the past year, and it has been almost a year, uh, actually tomorrow night will be a year since the AHL shutdown. Um, if we've learned anything, it's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, sol I'm not gonna mark October fifteenth in pen on my calendar. All right, let's just put it that way, pencil. It's going to be. <laughs> but fingers crossed, we would love to have a, a regular season next year. Uh, finally, uh, we're going to, our feel-good finale this week is, is um, okay, we're going to be a little selfish and, and we're going to keep it home-based here. Um, the press zone, in case you haven't noticed from today's episode, uh, was completely tailored to you, our listener, and which team that we cover 
you love and follow the most. Um, the Press Zone, and before that, it's when it used to be called From the Press Box, we've always brought you full coverage of the Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers organizations, their AHL affiliates, their prospects in the NCAA and junior hockey, and, and potential draftees, and so on and so forth. Um, but we've heard from our fans so much that not only... They enjoy hearing all of and consuming all of this news about their favorite team, but it's just gotten to a point that there's so much to talk about. They want a little more. They do. And and really, there's so much for us to talk about, about prospects in the AHL in the Canadians organization, and so much to talk about about the AHL and prospects in the Flyers organization. We felt it wasn't fair to you to try to cram all of that in into one hour episode that covers both. So, Rick, what did we do? Well, we we kept it the press zone, except now we have two separate podcasts that will still come out every Tuesday called the press zone, but one is the press zone Montreal and one is the press zone Philadelphia. And that way fans can pick which podcast or if they like both teams, they can listen to both. Listen to both. But they can they can pick which podcast really suits them and their hockey passion and that's what they get. The Press Zone Montreal, focusing on the all the prospects in the Montreal Canadiens organization. The Press Zone Philadelphia, similarly, focusing on all the prospects in the Flyers organization. Um, and uh, yes, the, the podcast will be tailored for you. Uh, you don't have to do anything uh, to get it. If, if, you, if you're subscribed, um, you will get both podcasts in your feed. You choose right. which one you want to listen to or listen to them both. If you haven't subscribed, you find uh, the press zone, um, uh, the subscribe button on uh, this, whatever uh, app you're listening to, subscribe, and uh, and you will get two podcasts a week, maybe a little shorter than uh, than the full uh, press zone podcast used to be, um, but uh, focused with a, a prime focus on on your organization and uh, and delivered directly to you. That's right. So if you're a general hockey fan that just loves to consume all sorts of hockey news, you're going to choose to listen to both of the podcasts every week. But if you're a diehard Philly fan, you're going to get nothing but flyers and phantoms talk every single week on the Press Zone Philadelphia. And if you are a passionate Habs fan, go Habs go, then you're going to get nothing but Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket talk each and every week on the Press Zone Montreal. And so they'll both, as Rick says, they'll both show up in your feed. You just choose which one you want to listen to and you've got it right there. So we're really excited about it um, that our coverage is just expanding so much that we've got so much to tell you that we just can't pack it all into one episode. So um, we're pretty excited to be able to bring you two podcasts every Tuesday right here from the Press Zone. And don't worry, um, in each uh, of the uh, those two podcasts, there will still be an Around the AHL mm-hmm. uh, segment. So you'll get to, to know uh, and keep up on what's going on in the American Hockey League. That's right. We uh, we certainly wouldn't take that that away from you, uh, and we enjoy bringing that to you as well. Uh, so again, be sure you're following at the Press Zone on Twitter at the AHL report on Twitter uh, for all of your uh, AHL information on the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, and general AHL news. And uh, be sure to look out for uh, both podcasts coming out every Tuesday. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, There's lots of hockey coming up this week, so we'll have 
some great episodes for you next week. And we can't wait to see you back here on the at the Press Zone next week. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.